Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 76 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this minute is going to start out with a little bit of an audio transitional scene. Um, what we're seeing is is the tail end of, of Lois mourning uh, over the Superman cape going into a conversation that Diana and Bruce are having. Uh, and the minute is going to end with Diana and Bruce uh, checking out some of that old footage of Cyborg being transformed. Uh, mm-hmm. Footage that we have seen previously from Dawn of Justice. Yeah. It's like we, 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 we revisit Aquaman's video, the Flash video, and the Cyborg video, which um, given Diana's kind of like input, we kind of get some background on all of them. Well, Bruce has some tech specs about the Flash, which is interesting to think about. <laughs> it's, um, it's comical. Uh, it's it's kind of cool to think about that this scene here with with Bruce and Diana is the first time that the two of them are getting together to watch this footage these footage these clips um together you mm-hmm. know cuz cuz Bruce got them before he decrypted them and sent them over to Diana she watched them quickly before jumping on an airplane and then fighting an alien so uh probably really hasn't had much time to circle back around yeah the aquaman one is there's some information being given here. Um, first, they they located him in one of the deepest trenches on Earth. This is where they they find Arthur Curry in this footage here. Um, she's saying that he's a water breather. Bruce Wayne says he was breathing air when I met him. And so she says mixed blood then. Um, because Atlanteans are supposed to be water breathers. But this is the weird part. They don't do this in the Aquaman movie where they are water breathers and breathing air is difficult for them. In this movie, they use like the air pockets where they, you know, Volko and Mera, they can hydrokinesis, they can make these pockets of air where they can then speak freely without trilling, um, which is how the Atlanteans communicate in this version of the movie. It's weird because if they are water breathers, I don't know how they're doing that where they are speaking in an air pocket. Um, I'm assuming it's just that they have gills, that they can breathe underwater, but they don't need it to communicate. And I think it's a little confusing. It's a little confusing on what on, on to say that they are water breathers versus air breathers when I feel like Atlanteans can just do both. Um, I don't think they're chained solely to water. I don't think they can do both. So then the air pocket speech bubbles are a continuity error. No, I think the air pocket speech bubbles are a way for them to have stronger communication. Because the trilling, I think we've talked about this. I think the trilling is really just like brunt commands yeah there over here there's something uh, like attention grabbing kind of like whistles but um no because that 
No, I think it's the only way that full conversation in Trilling. I think it's just. I think they think they're trying to think like accurately. Us talking underwater would not travel the same way as doing the trilling, where you could hear those clicks and whistles and know what I'm saying. Yeah, through layers of water, like. If I yeah. do, if I communicate to you that way, you understand kind of like Morse code, like the vibrations of everything, of exactly what I'm saying, so you can go do it. If I'm saying exactly what I'm saying now underwater, you would not be able to comprehend every single vowel consonant that's coming out of my mouth. Yeah, do you understand the I words that are coming think... out of my mouth? <laughs> yeah, I I also think that um, what Diana is is basing all of these things on and we get a little bit of a hint to it in this minute is all amazonian teachings it's the things that she's really Mm. only learned from being on uh themiscara so i think there's something bruce says (laughs) possibly bruce says something before they he cuts himself off as he's reaching for the you know mouse and they touch the hand and stuff like that he says diana look if you're going to be open about this you have to be thinking about other things than the it sounds like he starts to say then the amazons or the teachings of the amazons or or anything that you've learned you know that yeah that that way so there possibly is some prejudice with with diana thinking oh well he's atlantean he's a water breather blanket term they all breathe water we had a war against them it's just like you know, they they were the enemy at one point. I don't know, you know, completely everything about them, but also I don't need to know completely everything about them. They were just the other culture. I maybe maybe the teachings from Themyscira are really just that. It's just hey, they were on the land, that land went underwater, they they breathe water now, they're fish people. That's it. Hey, careful with that term. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And that's something I, I really wanted to see um, from this Justice League. I know we talk a little bit about, like, you don't have to have your heroes f- have inner fighting amongst them, but the history between the Amazons and the Atlanteans is something, as far as history goes, I like for that bit of lore to be in there. I like to know that, yes, they there was a war between the Amazons and the Atlanteans. She says it here in this minute that they once went to war with each other. Was that before, you know, the Atlanteans' descent into the sea and the Amazons' betrayal and enslavement? I don't know. I don't know if that came before or after. Um, if it happened after, that would be pretty cool to see just because they're in that Themyscira bubble and Atlantis is already deep underwater. If it's before that, that also makes sense because it was before the Age of Heroes. Um, it's cool. I, I like that because that... That is the seeds for Flashpoint. So that when you do a Flashpoint movie, you know, the idea of Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman fighting Jason Momoa's Aquaman is something that, for a nerd, I'd be like, that's awesome. I want to see that. I want to see that dispute between them. I don't need to see it in this movie, but just to know that that existed at some point in time, I think that's fascinating. Um, and yeah. then you bring Mara into the mix, and then you're like, okay, so when's Gal Gadot going to cut off Amber Heard's head? That's something we need to see at, in Flashpoint, which I don't know if we ever will, but it's cool to think about. Um, the next one that they talk about, oh, I don't know if you wanted to talk about the uh, the mouse scene, but that's a, it's that's your Wonder Bats for you. That's your little inkling of romance, I guess. 
Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. It I is mean, what it is. It's 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 fun. I like it. I liked it because it it made me think just that. Oh, Wonder Bats. There we go. We get it. We get it. I got it. When yeah. you show the attraction that the two of them have, or or the 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 the, com- the companionship that the two of them have, and that they uh, exhibit, knowing from me and my own past, you know, with with the animated series and everything, Batman and Wonder Woman as together as a as an item is a just a fun thing. It's just mm-hmm. a little hat tip, a little nod, like hey. We got you. This is fun. There's there's a connection here. There's some there's some electricity, and it's just great. You know, it it just kind of goes back to the whole. You know, nine nine out of ten guys wouldn't or would allow you to get away with anything in that dress. But I guess you're the tenth. Like, yeah, all right. Well, you never known a woman like me. It's things where it's like you're both right. You're both right, and you both are so well into knowing who you are individually that it just is so. The power dynamic is just perfect. It really yeah. is. Yeah. It's nice that they're not doing... They don't have to put on the axe anymore. Like Bruce Wayne, you know, the idea of who Bruce Wayne is being like, oh, I like those shoes or, you know, like him at, at each one of those galas or both of them being kind of like under disguise in, in, in plain sight. And then here they can just be themselves. And Bruce Wayne doesn't have to put on airs of being some you know playful billionaire he's just kind of like up oh, sorry you know these things happen uh, you know i'm going to disregard my feelings for you cuz i'm the batman and she's like it's okay it's it's fine it's whatever and she doesn't have to be yeah. like and yeah i'm sure that she's probably thinking on some levels of her mind that this man is more capable than most humans on this planet so there's and also like a oh you got my attention above average if you will (laughs) yeah yeah um this is the flash part this is uh you 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 brought this up like i think when we first watched it from the beginning you bring it up about him explaining (laughs) how 30 frames per second works It's so interesting to think about. Um, yeah, so so Bruce uh, is trying to explain the the frame rate of of how Flash moves. He's like, look, he only disappears for one thirtieth of a second, which is one frame of video. It's like, yeah, okay, thirty frames per second, got it. So at least he can explain it in a sense of like, look, we have the CCTV footage. Um, it's not the best and it goes, it does do 30 frames per second at least. So that's kind of cool. You know, anything less and we probably wouldn't even have seen anything. Um, but yeah, it's just a little fun, little 30th of a second look one frame. Oh yeah. Cool. So it kind of just like the, I was like thinking more so like in the general public of, of the idea of just like you're given, you're given people actual like terminology, you know? You're making, you're catching them up, thirty thirtieth of a second, you know, one frame, thirty frames per second, bingo, bango, it makes sense. I wonder, like, do you think if it was sixty frames per second, do you think it would catch him more often, or do you think, like, I don't know if he could interpolate the uh, video into sixty frames, and I don't think because it would have to generate frames. And I don't think it would still catch him, right? We're not defining his movement as he moves that quickly. It's just 
No, that's within just what thirty the frames was, per second. Yeah. Like we still cannot catch them. Yes, I, I think even if it, like if they had a sixty frame, I don't think they would see every other frame would be movement from him. I think it would no. still be unable to catch him because he's moving so fast. Um, I think you'd still just get like more bits of lightning, probably. Maybe yeah. it would just be like smoother, s- smoother of him like leaving and coming back. Like instead of it being as jumpy as it is, it would be just be like smoother. But yeah, I think it's still bright flash of lightning. I would, I would like to see. Well, I would like to see someone like take that original footage frames. <laughs> and see if they can interpolate it into sixty frames and see what happens. Um, let me get that sixty frames four K version of this. Um, and then this is the last part where they start talking about cyborg. Um, and Diana says he has organic and biomechatronic body parts. Um, this, this is something we're going to get into. Um, but I just watched this movie, um, with my partner the other day. And what's interesting about this is the context for who cyborg is and what has happened to him, which is what we're going to start getting into uh, starting tomorrow and then into next week and so on. But who is Victor stone? What has happened to him and why did it happen to him in the other version of the movie? This is not explained. And in Dawn of Justice, this is the only video we get. This and, and unless you already know who Victor Stone Cyborg is, neither movie told you what exactly happened to him. All you see is half of a body, one arm, one head, half a torso, and a mother box that is embedding itself into him. And then in the 2017 movie, you get just Cyborg existing. And he's mad at his father, and that's that's it. Um, in the 2017 version of Justice League, you also get a redone version of this scene, which is just Ray Fisher in kind of like some spandex, and he has two legs now, and he's not as uh, f- um, you know much of a carcass than he is here. It's a really odd reshoot that they did. Um, and I don't want to get into the history of why they reshot that, but it was kind of racist on the studio side of things of why they reshot that scene. Um, but I guess they deemed this too scary, and so they wanted to redo his transformation scene. But even that, they really don't explain why why he looks like that. And what has happened to him? Um, when I was watching the movie yesterday, and we were watching what happens starting tomorrow, she was like, "Oh, now I understand what is going on with him." I was always wondering why is like what what's what's this kid's problem? Why is he so upset with his father? But now I get it because I see what happened before, what happened after he technically died, and then bring bought. Bring, bring, being brought back to life is what I was trying to say. And she thought, without the context, she thought that he was born this way. Thought that he was born like an amputee or something like that. And that this scientist's father just wanted to put 
cybernetics on his kid. And so he was kind of, but she didn't understand why he would be upset with that. She didn't know why Victor Stone looked like a, a cyborg. She didn't know that, that that he was mutilated by a car accident and had this disdain for his father previously and that the mother box was used to, to, to connect him, what his abilities were. She didn't know anything about that. So she thought he was just some grumpy kid for no reason at all. And it's so weird when you think about it like that because we're coming from it knowing who Cyborg is. Mm-hmm. And it blows my mind to think of it any other way. Like, I could not wrap my head around that. Like, oh, wow. Neither movie explains it. Dawn of Justice only shows you this. And the Justice League movie just is like, he's here now and he's upset. We don't want to show you why. And it, mm-hmm. and starting tomorrow, as we get into it, it's like, this. all of this is not in the movie. And doesn't explain his thing at all. Even... If you're a fan of Cyborg from the Teen Titans show, like the anim- the animated series, that show, you kind of understand his problems as it goes on and he starts talking about like his obsolescence and how much it sucks to be part machine. But the show never like starts you that way. It doesn't go into it. Young Justice does that, but nobody watches Young Justice, so they don't get into it. And so it's very hard for people to be like, oh yeah, I love Cyborg. But they don't understand like this monstrosity part. They just go into it going, I don't know, half robot guy. I guess he's part yeah. of the team now. That's the part that we're missing. And it, it, for, for for someone coming into it who knows nothing about the deeper DC lore, they don't get it. They, everyone knows the story of 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 Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne. But most people don't even know the the history of of Wonder Woman until now we have a movie. And now we have a movie that that details what happened to Cyborg and just how important and and why he's angry in the first place. It blows my mind. Mm -hmm. This this minute is a big uh, benchmark, I think. Um, We do get the name drop for Cyborg. Uh, I think most importantly, we do get his name said in this minute. Um, first time um and yeah everything that you just said like we really just didn't know how or what led up to it and he was just angry kid father in the lab all the time reclusive dad you know type deal but uh no we're we're lucky to have this complete telling of the cyborg story and mark let me tell you we're just getting into it this is just the start this start of the heart start start of the heart of the film Start of the heart. I like that one. <laughs> no, it's really good. I, I just, yeah, that blew my mind. I was, when I was watching, I was like, wait, you thought he was born that way? And you just thought like, he was just grumpy about it? Like, what is that's... this, a Lady Gaga song? I mean, really? <laughs> uh, that's in- insane. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's, it's incredible, incredible to think about. Um, and I wonder if other people feel that way. Um, I guess if anyone, this would be a, a good time to kind of wrap it up and, and ask that question. But yeah, if if you were watching the Justice League movie, this version or the other one, and and getting to know Cyborg, maybe you're not a huge fan of Cyborg before, maybe you are now, maybe you still aren't. Is this new to you? Is this news to you? Like, is this... 
was this something you didn't understand before? Did you need to have the movie explain this of, of who he was and what he was going through? Did you understand it from the other version of the movie where you're like, okay, he, his dad made him into a robot. I got it. We're good to go. You know, is this movie enhancing a lot for you? Is it filling in a lot of gaps that you didn't know was already there? Like, I want to know. because you have a newfound appreciation for Cyborg now? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, it's easy for someone like me who's like a huge fan of, of them already being like, okay, we're finally getting to see that which I expected. Whereas other people are like, I don't know what to expect. And I didn't even see it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter. It's just like kind of like out of sight, out of mind kind of ordeal. So yeah, let us know. Find us on all social media at DCEU Minute, the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Join us. Tell us what you thought about learning, discovering Cyborg's origin in this movie um, or any other of the metahumans that are in this movie. Like Learning about them. Is mm-hmm. this something that's new to you? Um, that you weren't expecting and does it help does it help the story for you uh, learning about these characters uh, let us know and and we'll be back tomorrow minute number 78 we're going to start getting into the actual cyborg origin story um, so yeah stay tuned and we'll talk to you tomorrow for minute number 78 of Zack Snyder's Justice League